You're listening to the Brilliant Breakthroughs Podcast with your host, Maggie Magan. Hi, small business owners. Welcome to the Brilliant Breakthroughs Podcast, where we focus on creating brilliant breakthroughs for the small business owner. FYI, this is also the name of our number one Amazon best-selling book series for small business. Titled, Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner. Fresh perspectives on profitability, people, productivity, and finding peace in your business. You can get a digital copy or paperback. The book we're referencing today is volume two with the emerald green cover. Today's conversation is with the founder of number one best-selling Brilliant Breakthroughs annual business book series and a number one best-selling business author from the 2017 and 2018 books, Maggie Mongang. Maggie has been coaching and training small business owners through their transformations for over 15 years. My name is Nancy Lucchese. I'm also a number one best-selling author in the series. And you can find me at www.unleashedmobileapps.com. That's Unleashed Mobile Apps. And I help out small business owners bring their vision to life by putting their business into the palm of other people's hands and giving them a mobile app to showcase their business. So Maggie, welcome and congratulations on another number one best-selling business book. Thanks, Nancy. Appreciate being here. Sort of weird being on the other side of the table today. <laughs> oh, but it's time for us to find out about you. Okay. Now, now, Maggie, let's talk about your chapter topic in the 2018 book. It's the sixth chapter titled, Business is Addicted to Busyness, Not Success, Improving Upon Decades of Failure. Wow, what a title. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's really interesting. And it caught my attention here when I, I'm reading this, and I, and I have a hunch our listeners would like to know also, what is the busyness trap? Ooh, great question to start with, Nancy. And you're going to love the answer. It's the primary challenge that I believe small business owners have. And maybe I should start by asking a question like this to our listeners. Um, are you experiencing a multitude of things, you know, all that stuff that you have on your list and you're, you're busy all day long and at the end of the day, you realize you didn't really accomplish much? Mm, interesting. I have been in that position. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah, me too. Me too. It happens to all of us. Yeah. However, some of us live there. And when that happens, there's no forward progress. So, you know, this is one of those ones that I'm going to share a truth that nobody's going to like, Nancy. Okay. All right. I'm leaning in because I, I, I want to grab this. Yeah. Here's the truth. We create our own busyness trap. Oh, you know, I, I, I have to agree. There, there are times, and I'll feel so accomplished until I realize all I did was shuffle paper around that day. 
Well, well, we could be a little more productive than that too and still not really progress our business in the direction that we choose to. And it's really strange, um, Nancy, because the busyness trap really occurs because we're choosing to be addicted to busyness. And that's a different can of worms that I'm going to say, if you want to know more about that, go back to episode 65 in our podcast. And I talk really heavily about that. Oh, okay. Okay. Cause yeah, I, I think a lot of people understand the, the busyness, uh, but I don't think they quite grasp the addiction part. Right. And so you explain that more in the other podcast. Absolutely. That's episode okay. 65. Episode 65. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. But I have a question. Yeah. Okay. So um, when somebody says, hi, how are you today? How do you respond? I always say, absolutely <laughs> fabulous. Yes, you do. Okay. And that is very unique. Because typically when um, we say, hi, how are you doing today? The other person says, Fine. Or? Doing okay. Oh, uh, well, yeah. more, more commonly, and this, is, this has been the trend for about the last five years, they'll say, oh, I'm so busy. Oh, this is true. You, you are right. And I always have my other response. But yes, I have heard that several, several times from people. Right. And, and the sad thing is, we're not asking what their, their workload is. We're asking how they are. Yeah. And, and that's an indicator that they're addicted to busyness. That, that actually is a really, really good one. And, and actually, when I hear that out of people, I almost don't want to continue too deep of a conversation because I don't want to put more things on their plate. Right, right. It's like, okay, well, you're, you're a little too busy for, for me right now. So, okay, I'll, I'll let you have time and space to do what you need to do. Exactly. So in one aspect, people, first of all, it's an indicator that they're addicted to busyness, most likely. And it's also, and they don't realize this, that they're pushing away potential conversations and or business. And that's, that's the sad part of all this. Yeah, yeah. So what I want to share about this busyness thing is that it really damages your progress and prevents you from making those bold power moves that you want to make in your business to really improve it and get the traction that it needs to get. And if you're caught in that busyness trap, you just stay there because it erodes the possibility of you having the bandwidth to make those big power moves. Does that make sense? It does. It does. It's like you get comfortable there. Yeah. And and you get stuck. Stuck is a is a good word. Yeah. It's it's a great word. And I tr I truly believe, even though there's no research that validates this, but after how many people I've talked to and all the research I've read, I believe that this busyness trap is probably the number one reason why most small businesses close. But nobody will, will follow that rabbit um, path that far down the hole. Right, right. So um, 
along those lines then for what you're saying in the book you talk and discuss about the law of diminishing returns and i'm kind of thinking that they go to together and really do, does everyone experience that <laughs> yes <laughs> good question <laughs> i love that does everyone experience that uh, yes and and we see it when we push ourselves so let me pull back and explain what the law is this law of diminishing returns says you can go ahead and keep adding resources to something that you're creating a project a process whatever your work and there's a point where the more input you put in the more output the more resources you put in the more you yield however there comes a point somewhere in every project where it doesn't matter how many more resources you put into it you cannot increase your yield. Okay, so what happens is your productivity plateaus and then it starts to slowly, slowly or swiftly drop, diminish. Thus, the law of diminishing returns, which means you can be working your tail off. Um, here's a good example you're an author, I'm an author, and we know when we're working deadlines we're going to put extra time in and we might even stay up later and keep working on it because there's a deadline now is that unique to most people with deadlines yeah oh yeah definitely yeah, yeah. you yeah. know we all do this right but there comes a point where no matter how much we want to work we're not producing at that same high level that we were prior right that makes sense that 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 does because you're you're pushing yourself so hard you're actually becoming counterproductive. Exactly. Uh, We're and, yeah. And, and don't, don't we feel almost guilty by not pushing ourselves forward? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's just it. And, and here's the hard part. It's a universal law and it doesn't discriminate against how important a project is or who you are or what you're doing. It just occurs. So one of the things that I realized, and it, it took me a good while to realize it is, you know, I, I grew up with a really strong work ethic and you just, you, you work till you completed things. Well, in corporate America, that's rewarded. And sometimes it's not, but I happen to be in an organization that it was. So I worked my tail off. Okay, then I start my business and this is, you know, back at the turn of the century and i'm working my tail off and i'm not getting the same yield and i'm like what what's going on here something's wrong and i didn't know about this law at that time now i do and i choose to to go ahead and embrace the line when i'm tapped it doesn't matter i'm tapped and i need to walk away mm -hmm. and that's a self-management thing that I think small business owners need to be more aware of and start practicing more often because we just keep plowing through stuff, don't we? Yeah, I, I've heard some people actually talk about how they're, they're living on four hours of sleep a night and almost trying to be idolized for that. When in reality, I, I've got to believe, Maggie, that that's not 
on something to idolize. Yeah. Uh, right. And even in the, the book, in, our, in chapter six, I talk about that. I call it the badge of honor, where, you know, we, we just like take such pride in how we're working our tails off and we're bragging about how many hours we're working. And guess what? That's not what we should be bragging about. Right. Right. And it's not what we should be doing. So I want to tell everyone, if you have this badge of honor, rip it off your shirt and burn it before it burns you out. And then you end up closing shop and going back into getting a job that you probably don't want. Right, right. Wow. I heard somebody uh, make a comment yesterday that I thought was very relevant here, where they said, when I'm done for the day and I have my family time, then it's time to go to bed. I actually tell my brain, it is now my job to sleep. And, and it was, beautifully spoken because you're giving yourself permission to recharge, rejuvenate, and move forward. And that, that's just one example that I can think of, but I'm sure you have many, many others of how do we can avoid or minimize exhaustion and ultimately burnout? Oh, oh while well, you're talking to the right person, because what you just said about giving yourself permission to sleep, I had to teach myself how it was acceptable and even beneficial to sleep. And I, I talked to my body as I laid down, starting at my toes, every part of my body, I told it it was okay to relax. And, you know, we had another day to go into battle tomorrow <laughs> and all that stuff. But it took me a long time to embrace that sleep was a good thing, exactly for what you said, to rejuvenate, regenerate, you know, we're not machines. So your question is really accurate because uh, this high performance thing, it's, it's good. But high performance to the point that we aren't taking care of our, our, what we value most, our relationships, ourselves, um, our body, so it can perform well, is not good. That's actually a bad thing. And I love the fact that there's been a, a big focus on performing better and continuous improvement and all that. But I want to make sure that everybody gets that we need to do it in a balanced way. And, you know, I've been blogging about this for 10 years, and it's really simple. The science is so simple, everyone. Um, the more you want to output, the more you need to input. Wow, that is powerful. Oh my gosh, yeah. So, so how many people work through their lunches, don't take breaks throughout the day? And I would say it's probably a majority, wouldn't you? Oh yeah, oh definitely. And I, I was in that trap, always in that trap. And I've actually had to force myself to take that break you know, to, to take lunch and to, to go through and just reboot my brain. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And that's exactly what it is. It, it's, it's time to just allow yourself to have a break. And most importantly, your brain needs the break. It can't perform at that high level. It's not a machine. So yeah. we need to honor the fact that we are human and we need to start getting into something really important. And that is taking care of ourselves better 
and if we have a team, make sure that they're taking breaks, they're eating lunch, and, and here's a big one, um, we go on vacation. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and you just mentioned team, I was thinking the exact same thing. I was uh, reading an article the other day that talked about some of the top places to work are those where the employer actually care about the employees and give them breaks, not because they're required, because they are necessary. You know, required, just because they're required by law. No, because they're necessary. Where they don't push the employee to the point of exhaustion, they respect them. And it's just, it's amazing how you're gonna get more productivity out of them. I've actually found that when I go too long, that's when I start making mistakes that I have to fix in the morning when I can have a fresh eye on it. And that is the law of diminishing returns right there. Yep. Bingo. Beautiful example. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So this is important because we need to remember that we're human. And I, I'm going to share with everybody, this is a self-management thing. It ties really closely to that busyness trap. Mm -hmm. uh, they're different, but they can feed off of each other, both positively and negatively. And I love how you were talking about how you're reading an article about what I would call premier employers, people that, uh, employers that people want to work for because they're treated like humans. Right. Um, I just, I think I blogged about this in the last week or two that uh, Gallup poll has done some research and you can find this on gallup.com. It said that 67% of employees, now this isn't small business, but we can relate, um, feel that they're burnt out sometimes or always while they're working. 67%, that's two thirds. Oh my gosh, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy, yeah. yeah. And then it went on to say that not even three out of 10 of their performance is managed in a way that's going to help them um, improve their performance at all. So we have a lot of work to do in this area. Uh, you know, and it doesn't matter if we're small business or big business, our workplaces, we need more work. And if, if the small business owner right now is listening, which I hope they are, you can control this because you dictate what happens in your organization, whether it's you as a solo or you have a team, it doesn't matter. You get to manage this. So um, I hope this helps everybody move, think how to move their business in a better way to improve their productivity, which ultimately improves profitability. Yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's fantastic. And, and you're right, you have to lead by example. I, I know of situations where employers have actually said words like, well, I know you're tired, but you just got to push through it, just got to push through it. And it's like, you know, you'd be better off to let them take a step back and come in fresh the next day. So what, what you're saying is, is so imperative, and especially in the small business, because we wear so many hats. Yes. And a lot of times we're solopreneur or just a few helpers. And by leading by example, by taking care of yourself first and allowing your employees to, the same, to teach them to do the same, your productivity is just, it's going to go through the roof. And, and actually you'll be so pleasantly pleased. 
Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Um, wow. You just nailed it. That's it. That's the end of the story for today. Okay. Yeah. Um, next time I, I would love to talk about distractions and um, a great myth called time management that I'm going to debunk for everyone. Okay, I can't wait to hear that one because those are some real buzzwords these days, especially with how we are with our apps on our phones. And oh gosh, yes, I, I look forward to that. So um, thank you, Maggie. It's, it's been a pleasure as always. I enjoy your wisdom. Thank you for sharing that. And hey, listeners, this is how you can learn more and engage with the number one best-selling business author, Maggie Mongang, by reading chapter six about business is addicted to busyness, not success, in the number one new release book, Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner, volume two. And gift your business performance by accepting an invitation Maggie is offering you on her author's page at the end of the chapter. It's relevant and it's free. Plus, there's all sorts of handles and different social media sites for you to connect with Maggie Mongang too. Here's something else that's really cool. Right now, you can see everything about the book and how to get a hold of it and Maggie by going to the book's free app, Brilliant Biz Book. That's all one word, capital B's, Brilliant Biz Book, and it's in both of the app stores. So download that today. Great value in that app. It is absolutely wonderful. <laughs> Click on an Ask an Expert, and you'll see Maggie Mongang's name. Click on it, type in your question, and Maggie will reply back to you directly. Now, how's that for a bonus? Thanks for your time and wisdom sharing today, Maggie. Oh, you bet. I am so honored to share this because I think it's one thing to write a book, but it's another thing for people to hear about it a little differently. So thanks, Nancy. You are more than welcome. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. And listeners, we appreciate you listening to the Brilliant Breakthroughs podcast, where you learn about how to create more brilliant breakthroughs for your small business. We'll be back next week. Until then, shine brightly.